to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. During our last podcast, we looked at the life of Philip the Evangelist in Acts chapter 8 and how powerfully the Holy Spirit can use a person who is sold out for souls. Today, we turn our attention to Acts chapter 9 and watch an event unfold before our eyes that literally changed the course of history. There have been many history-changing events, from the Islamic attack on the World Trade Center on 9-11 to the attack on Pearl Harbor, Napoleon's defeat at Waterloo, and in a category all its own, Jesus' own death at Calvary. And here we see another one as Saul the Christian persecutor experienced an event on the Damascus Road that would change his life and the course of history. What happened to Saul the Pharisee that first century day on the Damascus Road was momentous and complex. It completely changed his life. A 180 degree shift occurred in all his thinking and his actions. And yet, in a way, what happened to Saul that fantastic day was very simple. In fact, it's something that is so simple that it has happened to almost all of us. He simply fell in love. I want you today to think of how you fell in love. Husbands and wives, think of how you met, your courtship, and when you finally knew that you were in love with him or her. For those of you who aren't married, think about someone in your life that you've met and for whom you care deeply. Or think about an interest, a hobby or a career that you have come to care about deeply. For each of you, I invite you today to take some time to think about who or what has captured your heart's affection, attention, and love. Think about how you fell in love with him or her. For some of you, it may have been an immediate attraction, a love at first sight phenomenon. You laid your eyes on him and something stirred within you. You saw her and immediately you knew that there, was, that there was the girl for you. For others of you, falling in love may have taken longer. But the realization that you love this person may have been just as sudden. You may have known your husband or wife for some time before you really noticed them. You may have even grown up with them, yet only taken that second look a ways down the line. As so often happens, that guy that you had always considered a friend, that girl who had always just been around, suddenly is seen in a very different light. You suddenly realize that he's grown up, that there is a lot more to her than you thought there was before, and you realize that you suddenly care very deeply for that person. And there may be some of you today who have fallen in love in a very gradual way. Your feelings for your husband or wife, the person you now care about, grew gradually. There was no sudden inspiration. It was more of a process. It wasn't like driving over a cliff and falling suddenly into the valley of romance. It was more like watching the sunrise at dawn, realizing sometime later that the full light of the day had come. Each of us has had different experiences with falling in love. We've each fallen in love in different ways. My wife, Nicole, and I fell in love more like the last way I described, the gradual process. It took me a full year of college, singing together in a choir, learning music, and touring together in a singing group, 
to get through this thick skull that here was a young woman who I wanted to spend my life with. It wasn't until our school year was over, our choir trip was over, and our singing group tour was over, that I realized that I didn't want our time together to be over. And by that time, Nicole had made a 180-degree shift in her feelings toward me too. At the beginning of the year in our choir, Nicole was the conscientious first-year soprano, trying to make a good impression on the conductor as she sat quietly in the front row. Meanwhile, I was the cocky third-year tenor who, having already established my reputation, was more than happy to sit in the back row, heckling the conductor and distracting the other singers. Nicole's first thoughts about me, as she's told me, were, who is that jerk? But by the time the year's end came around, that 180-degree shift had been gradually but persistently made. Saul fell in love that day on the Damascus Road. He didn't fall in love with a new career, a new philosophy or idea, or even with a woman who would later become his wife. But he did fall in love with a person with whom he would spend the rest of his life. Christianity has been called a lot of things. It's been called a virtuous philosophy, a noble proposition. It's been called a life-changing adventure, and so it is. It's also been called the opiate of the masses, born in the fertile imaginations of people too weak to make it through life on their own. But perhaps what captures the true character of Christianity best, and which is shockingly not mentioned much, is that Christianity is a love story. It is a love story between the God who made the universe and you, his most priceless treasure. Christianity is the story of the living God who, in all his splendor, majesty, and power, weeps as he sees us separated from him by the guilt of sin, which keeps getting wider and wider as we persist in ignoring him and living for ourselves. It is the story of the Father who could not bear being separated from you, the apple of his eye, and so he sacrificed his own perfect son to give each of us the opportunity to return to him by walking the bridge of the cross. Christianity ultimately is a story of the Lord Jesus Christ loving you, dying for you, and waiting for you to return his love, never forcing, but always courting you, desperately wanting you to give him your heart. Jesus received Saul's heart that day on the Damascus Road. Saul fell in love with Jesus that day on his Damascus Road, on his crossroads of decision. But first, before Saul could fall in love with Jesus, the Holy Spirit had to conquer a barrier that stood between Saul and Jesus, and that stands between Jesus and many people today, the barrier of religion. This may seem strange to say, but religion like Saul had, and like many people today have, kept him from falling in love with Jesus. With Saul, it was not love at first sight between him and Jesus. He knew about Christ. He knew Christ's followers, but he hated them, and the Christ that they so desperately loved. The way Saul fell in love with Jesus was more like the second way of falling in love described today, knowing someone for a while and then suddenly falling for them. But before he fell for the Lord, the barrier of religion had to fall from his eyes. Saul was a religious man, but not a Christian. 
He went to the synagogues week after week, but he didn't know Christ. He had a godly upbringing, but he had no relationship with the living God. He obeyed the Bible of his day, but his soul was still dead in its sins. And so it is with many today. Church attendance, working hard for the church, even reading the Bible, all these fine and necessary things can so easily serve as a religious substitute for a living relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't know how many times in the years when I was a pastor that I sat with couples wanting to get married and asked them if they were Christians. The reply so often was, oh yes, I've gone to Sunday school and was baptized. And they've missed the point. Because in asking them if they're Christians, I wasn't asking them about the religious activities they may have been involved in throughout their life. I was rather asking them, have you fallen in love with Jesus? The story of Saul's conversion, his crossroads of decision on the Damascus Road, asks you that same question today. Have you fallen in love with Jesus? It's the question that the Bible asks me today and asks you. It's the question posed to the young and old, to the child and teenager, to the longtime member, and to the pillars of the church. It's a question asked to the first-time visitor and the genuinely seeking newcomer uh, here listening today. Have you fallen in love with Jesus? The Bible says in Acts 9, 18, that after Saul was blinded, immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see. When Ananias laid hands on Saul and prayed for him in that little house on Straight Street in Damascus, the scales of a dead and dying religion fell from Saul's eyes, and he was able to see what the life, the light, and excitement of falling in love with Jesus was all about. When the scales of an inherited religion fell from Saul's eyes, he could finally see what it was like to know God for himself, not through the faith of a father, mother, or friend, which is really no personal faith at all but for himself. When the scales of religion finally fell from Saul's eyes, he found a new mission, not just to keep the church and his part in it going, but also to live for Jesus the man, not a building or a ministry. I can't see any in, into any of your hearts today. Most days I can't even see into my own. But you know your heart, and God knows it too. And so I ask you today the question that only you can best answer. Have you fallen in love with Jesus? What I suspect is that many of you are often at church, having gone to Sunday school and church camps. I suspect that many of you read your Bibles. I believe that many of you are fine, kind, and generous people. But Saul was also all those things before he met his crossroads of decision that day on the way to Damascus. And so the question that only you can answer still begs to be asked. But have you fallen in love with Jesus? As I mentioned before, all of us have fallen in love in different ways. Whether it was love at first sight or a slow and gradual growth in love, it doesn't really matter. What really does matter to your husband or wife, your loved one, is if you can look him or her in the eye this morning and say from the depth of your heart, that you have fallen in love with him or her and that you still feel that way. Without this love for your husband or wife, you may have the outward form of a marriage, but no real relationship. And so it is with Jesus. 
It doesn't really matter the way that you fell in love with him, whether suddenly or gradually. All that really matters is that you simply do. Each of us in our lives will face a Damascus road, a crossroad of decision, which we can cross and fall in love with Jesus or which we can turn away from, perhaps keeping the form of religion but never having any relationship with the living God, knowing about the forgiveness that Jesus offers but never knowing it, knowing about salvation but never knowing it for yourself because you have never fallen in love with the Savior. Some of you have faced that crossroads that Saul faced, and like him, you have crossed over it and fallen in love with Jesus, leaving the corpse of a dry and dead religion behind in the process. Others of you have approached this crossroads, yet for some reason have turned around and retreated. Others of you may have never come to this crossroads yet. Today, God is asking you, have you fallen in love with me? And if, as you examine yourself and answer that question, you realize that you haven't or you're not sure or are confused, then the Lord is providing you today with your own Damascus road, your own crossroads of decision, perhaps again, perhaps for the first time. And if that is you, I invite you today to fall in love with Jesus, leaving the form of religion behind you and moving on to a new, exciting, and alive relationship with Christ, just like a butterfly sheds its lifeless cocoon before taking flight. The Lord Jesus is calling you to Him today, not to a church, not to a ministry, but to Him. He has already fallen in love with you. Will you return His love today? It's as simple as a prayer away. If it's your heart's desire today, pray this prayer with me now. Jesus, I want to love you more than I do. I want you to be the most important person in my life. I want to think about you more than I think about anyone or anything else. I want to enjoy spending time with you more than with anyone or anything else. I do love you, Jesus. Help me fall more deeply in love with you every day. Friends, even if you were saved before you prayed that prayer, that prayer is the start of a new life for you. You've just passed through your own Damascus Road, and life in the light of Christ looks good on the other side, doesn't it? As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the book of Acts as the Holy Spirit uses His Word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.